On today's Locked On Texans podcast, Khalil Davis is back this time with a quick one-on-one. And Cody and I look at the injury report for the Houston Texans ahead of Saturday's playoff matchup. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Locked On Texan fans, Texan fans across the nation. We are here. To the Friday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a mm, part of the Locked mm, On mm. Podcast Network, your team every day, a day before the playoffs, might I add. We are here. That you haven't felt in a very long time. I'm your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman, of course, on the other side, Texans credential media member, Sports Illustrated's own. Cody Davis, Davis, excuse me. If this is your first time watching or listening to the Locked On Texan podcast, thank you for stopping by. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. And to all of our returning listeners, thank you for coming back as we continue to talk Texans here on the Locked On Texans podcast. Well, look at Derek Singley. He wins another award. And should this award be the defining award that gives him the award that really matters this year? We also look at the importance of coaching. But we kick off today's show looking at the injury report and we get to an injury, uh, not injury report. We look at the injury report and a one-on-one with Khalil Davis. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Cody, you were out there on the field at the NRG Stadium Thursday at practice, and we got some big names back. We got some important guys. Mm. Who's on the injury report list, and how healthy are the Texans looking before we talk about Khalil Davis? Well, I'm going to start off with the biggest name that was pleasing to everybody's eyes and ears was the return of Jonathan Gernard. You guys already know the story. Jonathan Gernard went down with a grade one ankle injury in that last game that the Houston Texans played against the um, Cleveland Browns. I believe it was in, if not the first, the second defensive snap of that game. He went down and been out for quite some time, and it was really good to see Jonathan Gernard back out there on the field alongside Will Anderson Jr. You guys already know they have been very limited using Will Anderson throughout practice, and we all know he's been suiting up over the last two games. And look, John, I don't know about you, but knowing that there is a possibility, a high, a really good chance that we're going to have both Will Anderson and Jonathan Gennard on that defensive front in this rematch against the Cleveland Browns says a lot because the one thing that you have been talking about, I have been talking about, everybody who covers the Houston Texans have been talking about the lack of pressures that the Texans had against Joe Flacco on Christmas Eve. And that's part of the reason why he ended that game with like 385 yards, somewhere along those lines. However, it's really good to know to see John Grenard back. We had an opportunity to talk to him um, after practice, and he did say that he expects to play. The rest of the injury report, Andrew Beck, Noah Brown, Malik Collins, Sheldon Rankins, and Robert Wood, all of those guys are questionable for Saturday's game. And as of right now, the only player who has been ruled out for the playoff matchup as of right now is Jerry Hughes. So, Fingers crossed. 
hopefully a lot of the names that I just mentioned, um, especially Robert Woods and Noah Brown, those guys will give it to go. However, John, listeners and viewers, we could talk a lot about the players who are banged up right now. We could talk a lot about the players who did not play over the last couple of weeks. However, there's a handful of players who stepped up in their absence. And one of those guys is Khalil Davis. So um, first and foremost, man, can you just talk about how does it feel to be a part of the 2023 Texans who, regardless of the coaching staff that they put together, the players that they put in, where your locker is, is diagonal from the new franchise quarterback. How does it feel overall just to be part of the team that brought back relevancy and excitement to this organization? It's it's awesome, man. It's a, it's a blessing, and to be the you know the first year group or a part of the first group that, that is bringing it back. It's awesome because this group sets the foundation. And, uh, just to be a part of it and, uh, you know, make plays and just be able to say I was a part of this is awesome because, yeah. you know, in your first year, 10 wins, you know, nobody expected that from this team. Nobody expected us to make the playoffs. So, yeah. It's awesome just to, to be a part of it and to connect, to continue to still be playing. <laughs> but um, what does this mean for you personally? Because, you know, everybody know your story now, you know, especially ones that read the article yeah. that I did on you earlier in the year. But what does, what, what does this mean to you personally, man, to when you look back where you were 365 days ago and you are literally, there's a good chance that you guys can advance, advance, and you know what happened if you get four wins. <laughs> it, it, um, you know, I constantly think about that and every day I wake up and I think about that, I'm like, man, where was I at this time last year? And I just, truly, I just try to, I try to not take a day for granted mm-hmm. because I know what it feels like to be outside looking in. Yeah. And so I, I just try to take it one by day and just to have fun every day, and if, if one day's a bad day, I come back and I reset. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it means the world to me just to be in this opportunity or to get this opportunity and to know that I stepped up when I needed to. And, uh, you know, my rookie year, I didn't get to play a lot, and I told myself that if I ever got back, I would I would be a part of it. I would be an integral part. I would be playing. Mm-hmm. And so it just, you know, to keep to keep that, that, that promise to yourself, it means everything. So. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick, what – has it been like for you to work with Coach D'Amico Ryan's? Like, what are some of the intangibles that you liked about him, um, knowing that he is a first-year head coach and just take a look at what he was able to do um, with this franchise as of right now? I think uh, I think a lot of players relate to him because the, the, the fight that he still has, even though he's he's a coach now, mm-hmm. you can see that, that, that player side of him still as a coach. And I think guys gravitate towards that. And for me personally, I see what type of player, what type of player he was through his his personality, the way he speaks. I feel like I'm very similar in the way that I go about things. You know, mm-hmm. hitting somebody in the mouth, you know, putting somebody <laughs> on their back, or you know, just if somebody's still up, they got to get hit. So I I, yeah. I feed off that kind of stuff. So. Um, it's awesome to, to see a coach that's, that gets fired up. Along those same lines, um, I've been talking to a couple guys in the locker room, and I even talked to Coach um, a couple of days ago. And I just wanted to know, like, for him personally, what is basically has been a foundation towards his success. And he, you know, mentioned his faith. Um, I know you also a man yeah, of yeah, faith, yeah. and it yeah. seems like faith has really uplifted this, this organization and this franchise. Does it make it a little bit easier knowing that your head coach not only shares the same faith as you, but basically tries his best to walk the same 
path as you, as you are trying to do, not just on the field and with the X's and all, but off the field and in life as well. It uh, it it just makes you it just to know that he's a he's a man of God and to know that he walks that same path or tries to be or try to lead the same way that you lead in Christ. It, it kind of just puts it in perspective, like man, he's just like me. Like at the end of the day, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm trying to be. You know, I'm trying to be the best for him upstairs. So mm-hmm. when you see a coach who leads that way, he, he knows he's not perfect. He knows he's gonna make mistakes, and you kind of feel like you're in his shoes. Like I know he's not gonna make mistakes, but I'm a, I'm a ride for him no matter what. Mm. And I think that's where guys see see that in him. And you know, no matter if he makes a mistake, coach, I got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of it. Yeah. And if and if we make a mistake, he's like next play. Uh, forget that happened next play mentality go back and do it again mm-hmm. um last question before i let you go man saturday i mean well we was told like maybe two hours ago that it's going to be a sellout game inside nrg stadium <laughs> and um i don't know if you ever watched the texan game or been in the stadium but i'm, I'm gonna tell you this man nrg Last time they had a playoff game here, especially in the second half, one of my all-time favorite moments in franchise history, it got loud in here. It was loud. Are you ready for that? And what is going to be like for you, for, for you guys to make sure you go out there and put on the show in front of a sellout fan where I'm pretty sure 97, 98% are going to be Texan fans? <laughs> to my first point. <laughs> I played at Nebraska, 90,000 uh, stadium, mm-hmm. sellout every year. Mm-hmm. Although we were a four-win team, four or five-win team every year, it always sold out. So that atmosphere never left. Yeah. And so when teams did play us, they had to deal with the stadium. Mm-hmm. I've, I thrive off that because when stuff is rocking and you can't hear, you can't hear anything, you can't hear the person next yeah. to you. It kind of just brings a focus in, like you just dialed in a little bit more. So mm-hmm. you know, I lo- I'm ready for it. I, I love packed stadiums because I feel like it raises the intensity, and then I, I feel like I gotta match that intensity, so it makes me play even harder. Yeah. So I'm ready for it, and uh, I think a great atmosphere is what we need to uh, you know, kind of distract the other the offense, you know, disrupt them a little bit. So I'm ready. Fill it up, fill it up mm. as much as you can. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, man. Good luck this weekend, bro. Great conversation one-on-one with Khalil Davis, one of my favorite unsung heroes of the mm-hmm. season. I've been a fan of him. Uh, since Houston brought him back, really since training camp and preseason. Before we move forward and talk about how coaching can win the game for Houston, I want to let you guys know that while Houston is getting healthier, the Cleveland Browns are kind of breaking down right now. Uh, They are having some injury issues uh, for themselves. The Browns have now ruled out safety Grant Delpit, kicker Dustin Hopkins, and Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver, so they have a very thin wide receiving group. Uh, they're going to have a very thin safety group. And Denzel Ward, cornerback Denzel Ward, is questionable due to a knee injury hmm. he suffered in practice. So while Houston is getting healthier, uh, which is better than what they were, healthier than what they were the first time they took on the Browns, the Browns are now kind of breaking down a little bit more compared to the first time they took on the Houston Texans, uh, not, you know, nowhere near thanking for injury, of course, or to those guys, speedy recovery. But looking at the two safety guys, the DBs, the safety and, and the cornerback, that plays in Houston favor a lot. And then you look at Cedric Tillman, uh, a very thin wide receiver group already. 
that also plays in favor for the Houston Texans. So favorable matchups this Saturday. You shouldn't have to worry about how you're going to buy tickets to the next big event. Don't be worrying out there, man. Listen, it's super easy. You don't have to worry because game time takes the worry out of it. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy all the tickets for the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. One of my favorite features, of course, the views from your seat. I've said it once and I'll say it again. One of my favorite features, you get an opportunity to see where you're sitting and how it's going to look once you get there. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And game time guarantee means this. If you find tickets in the same section or row and row, excuse me, for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app. Create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code L O C K E D O N, locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back, locked on Texan listeners and Texan fans across the nation. Saturday. Be thankful you're not in Kansas City with that weather. Mm, they're thinking about moving that game to Cleveland. They, sh- I don't know what they need to do, but mm. that game would be bad for NFL. Be a bad look for football. That game cannot take place in that weather, in that environment. Uh, so luckily for you guys in the great city of Houston, before the cold actually gets to the city, it's going to be beautiful outside Saturday. We're going to have some good old Texas football we got to talk about the importance of coaching, Cody. And for me, I think this is an opportunity. You know, we joke a lot. Petrie legacy game, Stingley mm-hmm. legacy game, Stroud legacy game, Nico legacy game. But this could be the stamp on the year for Coach D'Amico Ryans. And, of course, he's in running for Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, ironic he's in running for Coach of the Year also – Kevin Stefanski, who's done a very good job with the Cleveland Browns. I think this is an opportunity for him to have his stamp. The last time they took on the Browns, man, they embarrassed you. And so I think this go-round is kind of like a division game in the sense of this is our second time playing you. The first time we had an opportunity to play you, you beat up on you beat up on us pretty bad. We got beat down, right? I mean. You know, we can look at how the game ended, but the reality of that game is it was not even close. And I say division because now we got an opportunity to play you again. We got we got some time in between. We've been able to study you. We've been able to see what makes that team successful, but also what makes them not so successful. And I think defensively, this could be the legacy game for D'Amico Ryans. And I say that because I am looking for – D'Amico Ryans, head coach, uh, defensive coordinator, Matt Burke. I'm looking up, I'm looking at them to try to figure out and anticipating how can you draw up pressure for this defense. I'm going to give you guys some numbers just really quick. Well, the Texans have two or more sacks in the game, they've only allowed 18.6 points per game. And when they get two or more sacks per game, they've had games where they've only allowed three points 
six points, 13 points, 15 points. When they get two or less, they are allowing 24.6 points per game. And in those games, the lowest point total that they've allowed was 17. But you got 31, you got 36, you got 24. So I think there is value in getting after the quarterback. I think not only is there value in getting after the quarterback, but there's value in getting after the quarterback that likes to chunk it deep. Hmm. If you don't give him that time to chunk it deep, then you take away two elements, the deep ball, and you take away Amari Cooper taking over a game because that's how he took over the last time. So I think the importance of coaching right now, of course, all week, they've been doing a very good job, Cody, listeners and viewers, and you can speak more to it than I can, but they've been doing a very good job of getting this team prepared, even with some of the outside noise, even with some of the noise and the family and, you know, the internal issues with the McNairs that they Mm -hmm. have going on with the interview request for Bobby Sloyd. They got a lot of internal, excuse me, external and internal noise that's going on. They've been doing a good job of getting these, this team together and ready. But that said, second go round and treat it like a division game. We saw you before. We didn't like how the outcome ended. So this go round, we're going to take away some of the things that you did well. And I think if you take away that deep ball with a limited wide receiver core, you keep everything in front of you. Now you're allowing your DBs to make plays. Now you're looking at Stingley getting involved. Now you're looking at Christian Harris having, you know, a monster game. Now you're looking at your defense being able to kind of take over and give your offense, not necessarily say win it, but give your offense uh, every opportunity that they need to go out there, score points, get good field position, and, and get the dub. I'm not too worried about Coach D'Amico Ryans, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, and I said that because I kind of felt like he has made a statement almost every single week. Made it, but matter of fact, he has had a, made a statement ever since he, he had taken over as head coach of the Houston Texans. Um, and the one time that his defense didn't really, quote unquote, show, show up against the Cleveland Browns, majority of those guys were hurt, were hurt. And understand that a lot of those guys are not going to be 100%. However, um, like I've been saying all week or the last two weeks, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80% of Will Anderson Jr. is better than not having him at all. However, John, on the offensive side of the ball, man, look, right now his name might be one of the hottest names in the head coaching search as of right now. I think at the time of this recording, about five teams has requested to speak and interview. Offensive coordinator, Bobby Sloyd. And I understand it. I get it from the outside looking in. You are looking at the work that he has did with C.J. Stroud. Not only are you looking at the work that he did with C.J. Stroud, but you're also looking at the work that he did with Brock Purdy. You're also looking at the work that he did with Jimmy Garoppolo. You're looking at three quarterbacks who have played near the top, at the top, or in C.J. Stroud's case, not even close to the top, but you still look damn good. Um, You're looking at what Bobby Sloyd has done with three quarterbacks dating back to his time with the San Francisco 49ers. However, John, um, I think that this is definitely could be a statement game for Bobby Sloyd because yes, even though you have CJ Stroud taking snaps under center against Cleveland, against the Cleveland Browns, unlike what you did last time, um, there have been moments where we question your decision-making. There has been moments where we question your play calling and look, Aggressiveness. And that's exactly where I was going to go. We saw you open up the last game 
with a deep shot and, and then for three or four drives straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got conservative, and that's why I was gonna go with because there has been multiple times where in the first half, in the first quarter, or whatever the case might be, we will see Bobby Slower go out there and air it out with CJ. We would go out there and see him create impressive plays in order to get the run game going. I look back at two games. You, you already mentioned the Indianapolis Colts game last Saturday. I look at two games, one against the Arizona Cardinals, the other against the Denver Broncos. Now, you won both of those games. But in the first half, you were so aggressive, you ended up at one point leading the Arizona Cardinals by a score of 21 to 10. You were so aggressive. You end up leading the Denver Broncos at one time, 22 to 10. Yes, you still won those games. However, in the second half, it was kind of like you took your foot off the gas. It was kind of like you did not want to show too, too, too much of your cards. I say all that just to say I was on Big Star's podcast. I was on Big Star's, Big Star's YouTube page. Every week we do a game preview inside NRG Stadium. And Sarge made a very good point. He brought up the 2017 AFC Championship game. And we all remember what took place. The Jacksonville Jaguars were up. And the New England Patriots, ironically, we're talking about that on today's show. The New England Patriots, led by the GOAT, Tom Brady, came back and won in advance to the Super Bowl to play against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I forgot about this part. And Sar said he remembered watching the Super Bowl interview with then former head coach Doug Peterson. And he said that they they asked Doug, you know, how do you defeat the New England Patriots? He said, if we get a lead, we cannot take our foot off the gas like Jacksonville did. And that was the perfect example as to why we are looking at Bobby Slaughter. Because I gave you guys two games. John, you just mentioned the, the game last Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts. Like, there has been moments where it's like, wow, Bobby Sloy is in his bag. And then for some reason or another, he will scale it back. This is the playoffs. You said it on Wednesday that you are not worried about the interviews that the that, that, that teams are calling and requesting about. You said out of your own mouth that you are focused on helping this team win. Not one, not two, not three, but four more wins. And, John, you know what happens if this team can pull off four more wins. And I get it. You have CJ. And, by the way, I also believe that Bobby Sloyd does have his hands full because, look, we already know that this wide receiving court may or may not be depleted, but you know without a shadow of a doubt, Nico Collins is at the top of the Cleveland Browns scouting report, which means it's going to be up to you to get a lot of these other wide receivers and pass catchers involved in order for you to move the chain. Look, I think that this can definitely be a legacy game for Bobby Sloyd, and, and the, the number one thing he has to do is start aggressive, stay aggressive, and end aggressive. I know we come to talk sports. You guys come to listen to us talk sports and specifically the Houston Texans making the playoffs. Uh, you know, we, we do this to make sure that we get an opportunity to kind of give you guys and for Cody and myself a break from our crazy realities in real life. Mm. Can we just talk real life really quick and, and, and talk about preparing for real life? 
According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right now in the middle of a very bad flu season in over a decade. Right? I know it's very scary. I can't imagine a more helpless person or a more helpless feeling than if one of my kids or my wife got sick and then the chain supply issue is keeping me from being able to give them the medications that they need. Thankfully, because of Jace Medical, we have an opportunity to be okay. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to help treat uh, some of the issues you may be going through, like respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your phys uh, physician encounter. It will be reviewed by an onboard certified physician. Your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Welcome back, locked on Texan listeners and Texan fans across the nation. We're talking to all of y'all. Derek Stingley won Defensive Player of the Month, AFC Defensive Player of the Month, um, just the sixth team in player history to earn the honor. <laughs> we know how great. Derek Singley was when he came back from that injury. Did you guys know Derek Singley allowed a 1.77 pass rating when targeted since week 13 and has collected since week 13 three interceptions in week 13 kicked off in December? You cannot you cannot you cannot talk about this young man enough. I mean, I think that he's going to be forever linked to Sauce Gardner. They're going to be linked together forever for the rest of their careers. And I think when you look at circumstances this year, like they put out the uh, all-pro voting list from, uh, uh, you know, that day, and I saw uh, Patrick Sertain on there, who I think is a phenomenal cornerback. Hmm. My thought came to mind is it has to be that he's owning it. And of course, we'll wait to see who's second team all pro. But maybe because Derek Sinley, you know, was injured. What corner had a better year than Derek Stingley this year when he was on the field? Hmm. Can you give it? Can you give me two corners that were better than Sting when he was on the field this year? I don't think you can, but shout out to Derek Stingley who won another award. And I think that uh, we talk about having legacy games. We talk about having big moments for this team. Derek Stingley, again, I believe should shadow Amari Cooper half of the time, more than half of the time, 80% of the time Saturday, especially when you look at some of these second and long, third and long situations. I think Derek Stingley should be matched up with Cooper, and I think that you need to give your, your defense an opportunity to take away one of their valuable threats, which is Cooper. And I think Derek Stingley, 1.7 pass rate in the law. We're targeting mm -hmm. who else better to do, to do that in this team. It's funny that you mentioned, and it was funny in the second segment we talked about coaching because there, um, Coach D'Amico Rounds was actually asked early on in the week about whether or not he had considered um, shadowing Amari Cooper with Derek Stingley Jr. on Christmas Eve. And he said that in his defensive scheme, they do not shadow anyone. But just because we talked about the importance of coaching, 
this could be something that we're looking at. How is he going to utilize, or better yet, is he willing to kind of tweak his defensive scheme just for at least this game to where you can have Derek Stingley shadow Amari Cooper? And that's just one of those things that we always go back to when we talk about coaching. Because remember, John, last year when you had Lovey Smith here, the main knock against him was he never wanted to tweak his Tampa 2 defense. Remember them conversations? So I just, I just find it funny that, you know, that as soon as you said that, I just literally remember what Co- what Coach D'Amico Ryans has said. But shout out to my guy, Derrick Stingley Jr., man. I'm so happy for him. You know, I've always been a part of the Stingley train. And this is why I kept saying when healthy, he could be one of the top cornerbacks in the league and look i'm just so he's been the top cornerback in the nfl what's that he allowed a passer rating 1.7 1.7 we need that That same effect saturday with that same effect saturday uh guys playoffs is here Hmm. texans playoff football is here nrg stadium is sold out it's gonna be rocking and rolling and I think the Texans will win Saturday. You got a score prediction? I'm not giving a score prediction. But I think that this will be a defining, the defining game of the season because of how bad they got beat last time. Mm. And now you're getting guys back on their, on their field for the Texans, man. Thank you all for listening watching the Locked on Texans podcast. Be sure to do a couple of things. Subscribe, like, and comment. That's three things. On YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, take those same fingers, scroll over to X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and give me a follow at John underscore Hickman 12. I talk about it all on Twitter, so hmm. be ready for a fun ride. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.